this week, the happiest man on earth passed away. Eddie Jaku, 101-year-old Holocaust survivor, published his memoir entitled The Happiest Man on Earth just last year at the age of 100. He attributed his longevity to his deep and cultivated sense of happiness. After losing his entire family in the Shoah, how did Eddie, how did Eddie Jaku become the happiest man on earth? In his own words from his TED talk, he says, for me, when I wake up, I'm happy because I have another day to enjoy. I remember that I should have died a miserable death, but instead I'm alive. So I aim to help people who are down. I was at the bottom of the pit. So if I can make one miserable person smile, I'm happy. As Eddie Jaku journeyed on from the dark pit of Auschwitz in search of meaning, he realized that happiness is all about perspective. Again, from his TED Talk, he says, one flower is my garden, one good friend is my world. Young people today forget to stop, he says. They're constantly running, and yet they don't know where they're running to. So true. You should take time to be happy and enjoy life. There's a time to laugh and a time to cry. I see good things in life. Invite a friend or family member for a meal, he says. Go for a walk. Tomorrow will come. But first, enjoy today. By slowing down to notice what really matters, the beauty in a flower, the simple joy of companionship, which this pandemic has certainly brought into full relief. This, according to Eddie Jaku, is the path to happiness. The source of joy is always all around us, and the trick is learning how to notice, to sense the joy despite the camouflage of our lives. In our Parsha, in our Sidra this week, we meet Avram, Abram, for the first time. God famously calls out to him, Lech Lecha, go forth. Leave your home and go out on a journey to a land that I will show you. The journey ultimately led, as we know, for Abraham to be the founding father of our faith. Along with his wife, Sarah, they are our first spiritual ancestors. But the rabbis ask a question. Why Avram? Of all the people who had come before him, why did God single out Abraham to be the first of our people? The rabbis answer this question or, or pose maybe a series of guesses in the Midrash. And I want to share one of their stories, one of their answers with you. This Midrash says that Abraham was like a person who was traveling from place to place, and he happened on a bira doleket, a glorious castle illuminated by a strange and beautiful glow. That strange and beautiful glow, that is one translation 
of Birah Doleket, a castle illuminated. But Doleket, or illuminated, has another meaning too, which I'll share in just a moment. But so this, this man who Abraham is like happens upon a Birah Doleket, and he exclaims, is it possible that such a wonderful castle, such a wonderful castle as this exists without a melech, without a sovereign watching over it, ruling over it. And the rabbis say that this is how Abraham, who looked at not the castle, but looked at this world and saw its beauty and its holiness, and he concluded that above this world, diffusing, suffusing this world, there must be a melech, there must be a god watching over it. And this is how, according to the rabbis, Abraham came to believe in God. According to this midrash, how he came to merit God's call. Just like Eddie Jaku, the happiest man on earth, who saw one flower as his garden, one friend as his world, Abraham. In the words of Rabbi Yosef Jacobson, he says, Abraham, Abraham's bewilderment is clear. This sensitive human being gazes at a brilliantly structured universe, a splendid piece of art. He is overwhelmed by the grandeur of a sunset and by the miracle of childbirth. He marvels at roaring ocean waves and the silent, steady beat of the human heart. The world to Abraham is indeed a palace. And yet, awe, that awe that Abraham felt and sensed is not the end of the story. Even though, as Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, whom I mentioned earlier, even though he taught that awe rather than faith, that awe rather than faith is the central experience, the cardinal attitude of the religious Jew. No, awe is not the end of the story. Just seeing the palace aglow, just realizing that God exists is not why Abraham became the founding father of the Jewish people. As I said a moment ago, birado leket has two meanings. A birado leket can be a palace illuminated, but it can also be a palace in flames. In this reading of the Midrash, Abraham is a person who is able to look past his creature comforts. Despite living in the ancient world, Abraham was a man of means. He had significant wealth. And yet he was able to look past his comfortable life and see that the world was in flames. He saw suffering and injustice and idol worship people prioritizing themselves at the expense of others. Not in Abraham's day, but in 5782, in 2021, in our world, in our town, in our city of Memphis, as Rabbi Greenstein preached about from this bima last Shabbat, we are suffering. There is suffering in our world. We have a pandemic we have, as he spoke about last week, an epidemic of poverty and of gun violence. 
and our planet is literally on fire. When Abraham saw such a beautiful palace in flames, Abraham exclaimed, he said, how could there not be a ruler who would put out that fire and restore peace to this world? And this, the rabbis teach, is why Abraham became the father of the Jewish people. Because in that moment, he realized that God must need a partner to extinguish those flames. Only then, only once Abraham had that realization, did God say to him, Lech Lecha, go forth so that you may be a blessing, so that you may be my partner in putting out the fire, in repairing the world. In the words of my mentor and friend, Rabbi Daniel Groper, whom I worked with at his congregation in New York, he says, this is what qualifies Avraham to be the original Jew. He was the first one to sense God's presence and to hear God's call in both the beauty and wonder of a glowing castle and, and in the flames and destruction of a world on fire. I love this. As my, he says, as my teacher, Rabbi Sheila Peltz-Weinberg put it, life is a sandwich between two slices of beauty and pain. In both readings, the illuminated castle and the burning castle, Avraham heard Lech Lecha and was called to action to be a blessing. This, this, Rabbi Groper teaches, is the legacy that Avraham bequeathed to us, an, ab an abiding combination of wonder and discontent, of gratitude and outrage, of radical amazement and radical responsibility. As Jews, as children and spiritual inheritors of Abraham, we must strive to see that there is really just one, just one birado leket. The world is illuminated, and the world is on fire. Like Eddie Jaku, the happiest man on earth who out of the darkness of the Holocaust warmed the souls of everyone he met with his glowing light, with his laughter, with his smile. Like Eddie Jaku, who was awed by the spark of holiness in every flower and every friend. And like Avram Avinu, may we let us go forth. Neokhulanu, lech lecha. On the journeys of our lives, may we behold that birado leket, that palace aglow. And as God's partners, may we put out the flames that we encounter along the way. Shabbat shalom.